Welcome to Coffee House. Today, I am happy to bring to you a discussion of something that is uh, salient and newsworthy and important and might just provide an opportunity to have some insight into the way that we communicate about all this sort of stuff. One of the most useful methods for galvanizing a horde of violent extremists the 20th century fascists and communists found was to identify a successful group and claim that their success was because they cheated. I studied Hitlerian propaganda in undergrad, and a hallmark of the message was that Jewish Germans had more and therefore must be taking from good Germans. All of society's ills were then placed squarely on the moral turpitude of the other. The same rhetoric is used today, lest we believe these methods have been consigned to the hateful trash heap of history by us moral exemplars. Why is it still used? Because it's useful. Now, Kanye West is a musical artist, of course. I consider him a genius, and sometimes socially insightful. He's had kind of a more recent turn as a religious person, family man. He had one album where he talked about a lot of things that were family-oriented. But his albums have not been doing so well. We should get this out of the way, actually. Is that his albums, I've been looking through them, you know, the kinds of the sales and notoriety that they've had for a while now. And they haven't been doing super well. He's also openly talked about his bipolar disorder. He also lost his mother, and that's something that's been on his mind recently because he he has two albums that are named after his most recent releases. And his very most, Donda 2, his very most recent release, he actually uh, didn't release on any of the major platforms and tried to release it himself on his own platform to circumvent kind of the established system when it comes to music. So there are a lot of things going on, personally and psychologically. Obviously, he had he's on the heels of a high-profile divorce from Kim Kardashian, with whom he shares children. And he has a, a couple of recent controversies that have just thrust him into the news. So the first one was he went to an event with Candace Owens, and both of them were wearing a White Lives Matter t-shirt. Now, objectively, it should be considered, obviously, a a completely innocuous statement that nobody even registers, but contextually, it's an evil response to BLM, which was, of course, recently outed as a corrupt wealth-building organization for its founders, at least according to some news outlets. And then after that controversy, then Kanye, I know his name is like legally changed to Ye or whatever, but I'm still going to call him Kanye West. But he made some comments on Twitter, and they were surprisingly unsavory, we'll say. But seemingly evoked the worst of 20th century propaganda. He was also on the Lex Friedman podcast, and Lex Friedman is one of those who is willing. I mean, kudos to him to be willing to have on controversial figures. Obviously, he's probably doing it for the views, and because he has some street cred with elite liberals. You know, he's a researcher for uh, AI, so he's not likely to be canceled for it. But he had on Kanye West, he's had on Jordan Peterson. You know, he's willing to do those kinds of conversations. And they got into a pretty contentious back and forth where Kanye West said, I don't trust you, and trying to convey the things that he was concerned about and Friedman was just rejecting, trying to get him to outright reject the BS, as he called it, when it came to the comments that he made. So, for reasons I will set forth, I think this is a suspiciously disingenuous conversation, everything around this. But just to get there, so, the comments themselves, what Kanye West say? He said on Twitter... Quote, going DEFCON 3 on Jewish people, all in caps. The last part, Jewish people, all in caps. So not DEFCON. You know, DEFCON is the usual designation, D-E-F-CON. He said DEATH, D-E-A-T-H-CON. Notice it's not a challenge to Israel, which is one way that's often cloaked, or legitimate criticisms of Israel. 
Although I see those very rarely, wherein they actually are legitimate criticisms of Israel. Or it's not like a criticism of particular business leaders that he's had to work with, you know, within the music industry or something like that, who happen to be Jewish. He explicitly says, I mean, this is like the worst possible way that you can say this. And you wonder if he actually knows that it's DEFCON, D-E-F-CON. And so he's making an extra statement by using the word death. But regardless, the worst possible thing that he could say is Jewish people, as opposed to these certain people who happen to be Jewish or Israel in the particular as a country. He calls out Jewish people. So yeah, worst possible way to do that sort of a thing. And then he follows up with a quote, you guys have toyed with me and tried to blackball anyone who ever opposes your agenda, end quote. So that one is more kind of subtly implicating certain stereotypes, but it's it's not great. It's not as bad as the first one, obviously, but it's it's not great. So what was the fallout to this? The fallout that he ha- he's had a documentary that it was apparently already finished, but it's been shelved. It's not going to be released because of what he said. He was dropped by his talent agency, the fashion brand Balenciaga had a contract with him, and they dropped him. J.P. Morgan, the bank, the entire bank, just said they were dropping all of his businesses. And most recently, within the last couple of days, Adidas, after a tremendous backlash, severed ties with Kanye, which apparently will cost them you know, a couple hundred million dollars or something like that, but it's still, they severed ties. So, obviously, this isn't a laughing matter. This is something that is on the heels of some of the most horrible things in history. But there is actual meaning to be mined from this because uh, there's something that we do that I don't think we realize we do. And we should be more aware of and honest about it. So what's the claim? What's the claim that's actually being made here? That a cabal of Jewish power brokers will destroy anyone who challenges them. So this is the stereotype and what seems to be the implication that Kanye West is making. And it's something that has a lengthy history as part of uh, a stereotype an anti-Semitic trope that people use historically. Now, of course, it is uh, to be noted that Kanye West most certainly was destroyed (laughs) when it comes to his his businesses. There are how many different angles has he been uh, attacked when it comes to his business interests? Now, obviously, uh, it's something that could be entirely coincidental and most likely is entirely coincidental that people are just divorcing themselves for something that's toxic and likely to hurt their brand. But of course, to Kanye West, he's going to see it as these are the power brokers in motion who are trying to destroy all of his interests because he dared to speak out against the agenda. And of course, when it comes to the actual empirical truth, that is a legitimate question. It's actually a legitimate question to determine whether something is true or not, or to what degree it is true. And one of the things that we have been kind of flirting with in the most recent past is that there are certain things beyond the pale, and the empirical question behind it isn't worth addressing or investigating because we've already made a determination on that question. Now, in this particular case, I mean, this is an easier case because what did Kanye do? He actually generalized about Jewish people. He named Jewish people when it came to uh, his concerns. Now, Ashkenazi Jews as a group actually have the highest IQ, highest average IQ out of any group in the world. So obviously it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be a stretch to assume that they will be disproportionately successful in the world and disproportionately leaders in the world. IQ is the best predictor that we have of future success. Not only this, but this is something that progressives do all the time. And not just progressives, you know, in their dark corners to other progressives. This is something that broadly is acceptable within the entire general political conversation. 
It's the progressive primary argument. It's to make generalizations about a group, whether it's black, white, trans, gay, immigrant, and draw beneficial conclusions to their politics from those generalizations, following that up with calling any dissenter a bigot. So it's entirely acceptable to reference that black mothers are disproportionately likely to die in childbirth, or that black people are disproportionately likely to be in poverty. It's also entirely acceptable to reference that white people disproportionately run Fortune 500 companies, or are members of Congress, or they're disproportionately represented in movies. That's perfectly fine. That's a generalization on the same lines, but it's, it's totally acceptable. So what's actually happening when we're trying to communicate about these things? We are auto-contextualizing some groups in particular ways that makes it more acceptable. But it, it should not be acceptable, period. Because people should be treated as individuals, not as just representatives of groups. Prejudice itself is a heuristic. It's a tool for making decisions in the face of far more information than you could ever internalize and incorporate into an idea. So it's a very crude tool. In the context of the 20th century, we auto-contextualize Jewish people, in addition to in the context of recent physical attacks that are happening against them. But either way, it's a heuristic. It's a tool, a crude tool that's being used to make these generalizations. But at the individual level, there's much more salient information that people could use to make a determination about somebody. And we should not be evaluating people as a group, just in general. So like I said, in this particular case, Kanye West is doing the thing. He's generalizing on the basis of group membership, which is the wrong thing to be doing. But it's something that is entirely acceptable in other contexts and not called out in any way. And this gives psychological cover. Not only is it, I mean, wrong, obviously. It's something that uh, generalization based on group membership is very likely just going to be empirically wrong. But it also creates this collateral damage in suggesting that it's totally okay to make these generalizations. Even though we want to cherry pick and say that it's okay here, not okay there, psychologically it just suggests that it's perfectly fine to do that. So the real question is in the communication. There's this natural or collectively conditioned immune response to particular kinds of generalizations and not others. It's entirely acceptable to generalize that white people are disproportionately in power, but not okay to generalize that Jewish people are disproportionately in power. Obviously, Jewish people are a unique case in context, but humans don't have the psychological capacity to manage race or ethnic-based heuristics appropriately. On a grand several million people group scale, we're infants trying to launch a space shuttle. Just like if you were recently punched by an Asian person, and so you go up to another Asian person to get a band-aid and they punch you too. You're going to react differently to all Asian people for at least a little while. So Kanye's making the same error. He likely based this on actual or perceived slights from disproportionately Jewish people who happen to be the people that he's working with. And so just like he draws the wrong conclusions based on a lack of information and an inability to treat everybody as individuals within that group, we collectively do that all the time, and it's treated as perfectly fine to do that. So all that said, I mean, using the phrase Jewish people was shockingly stupid, you know, in this context. It was ridiculous. And Kanye, yeah, he has his well-documented bipolar disorder and numerous public fallouts. And I don't think Kanye was trying to point out the inherent flaws in our involved system of communication and cognition. But regardless, it was useful as a means for discussing this, this particular idea. So obviously, we need to stop generalizing about groups unless you're using more salient metrics. So like people who speedrun video games, you can make some generalizations about them. Or people named Derek. I mean, we all know what Dereks are like. So 
Those generalizations, fine, but when it comes to group membership, like being Jewish or black or white or gay, those generalizations almost always are being used to manipulate people into making decisions that are going to disproportionately benefit the person who's trying to get you to make that decision, not any of the group members or anything like that. So, anyway, this was Coffee House for today. I hope all is well, and I will see you on the next one. All right, bye. (laughs) 